The next sitting of Parliament is scheduled for early December, and on the agenda, we're expecting debate on two bills designed to crack down on illegal gambling in the islands. In response to questions at a recent press conference about whether increasing penalties might discourage people from coming forward with information, Commissioner of Police Derek Byrne says police have multiple sources. Although the persons involved in illegal gambling are reluctant to tell us, through other sources in the community, we're picking up the incidents and we're recording them as crimes. So it's not that they're lost to us. We're hearing there's obviously that reluctance for someone to tell us I'm involved in illegal gambling and money was stolen. But we do tend to pick that up through our community policing department or through other concerned persons in the community that decide to give us some information. The commissioner says he did have some input into the gambling amendment bill. I did have a, a small input. I don't make the laws. I'm, 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 I'm asked to feed into it. And I have to say I'm very happy and I think it's a very progressive step taken by government to tackle illegal gambling. Because while you're talking about illegal gambling, you're talking about what you see over the surface of the water. Underneath it, what's going on is, is truly appalling. And it, it, it manifests itself in, in all sorts of domestic situations. And I think the strengthening of the laws as we go forward then is, is a great enhancement to what it is that we're trying to achieve. The two bills are now in a period of public consultation and, as we mentioned, due to be debated in Parliament next month. The Cayman Islands will soon be hosting the 55th Plenary and Working Group meetings of the Caribbean Financial Action Task Force. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has the details. Attorney General Samuel Bulchin, who currently serves the Caribbean Financial Action Task Force as vice chair, is slated to assume its chairmanship during the plenary taking over from Bermuda, which is the current chair. This gathering coincides with the 30th anniversary of the CFATF as the first FATF-style regional body to be established. Over 200 delegates are expected to arrive from overseas for this event, mainly from the region, but also representing the cooperating and supporting nations, which include the UK, USA, Canada, France, Mexico, Spain, the Netherlands, and other relevant international organizations. Over 130 local delegates will be participating in the meetings, representing a wide cross-section of competent authorities, representatives from the Anti-Money Laundering Steering Group, and the Interagency Coordination Committee. Among the many issues to be discussed will be the fourth round mutual evaluation reports and follow-up reports for some of the jurisdictions that have been assessed as a means of monitoring progress. The various working group meetings will take place from Monday to Tuesday, with the main plenary meeting scheduled for Wednesday, 29th, and Thursday, November 30th. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Zollins. It takes place at the Kimpton Seafire Resort and Spa from the 26th of November to December 1st. Cabinet started off its month with a very busy meeting. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has the full summary from the November 8th session. Cayman's leaders tackled several land-related matters at this meeting, approving the acquisition of a parcel on Cayman Rack for the purpose of developing a community center car and special needs adult learning center parking lot. They approved the purchase of land in Northside for intended use by general public and the terms of a lease for several parcels of land in Little Cayman. Cabinet also gave the green light for the species conservation plan for Agephilia caymanesis under the National Conservation Act 2023. This is reportedly a species of mint endemic to Grand Cayman. In addition, they extended the 
the recent civil service pay awards to the Tourism Attraction Board of a monthly honorarium of $150 to cover utility expenses for June, July, August, a 2% cost of living adjustment as of September, and a one-point increment increase for qualifying TAB non-executive employees starting in December. TAB was also awarded a one-off non-pensionable honorarium equivalent to six months' value of a 2.5% increment or $700, whichever is greater, for those paid on the highest pay point on the applicable salary grade. Finally, Cabinet accepted a move for the Attorney General to table the 2021-22 annual report of the Anti-Corruption Commission to Parliament at its next session in December. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. There were several appointments as well, including members to the National Council for Persons with Disabilities, the appointment of Colonel Errol Brathwaite as Commandant of the Cadet Corps, and the reappointment of Dr. Gail Woods as a voting member of the Board of Directors of the University College of the Cayman Islands. Cayman gets a National Recovery Task Force, the co-chairpersons of the National Hazard Management Executive, the Governor and the Premier, took the move to help strengthen Cayman's capacity to rebound and recover from a major disaster. Hazard Management Director Danny Coleman tells Radio Cayman the recovery aspect is frequently regarded as the most challenging and often most neglected part of the disaster management cycle of preparedness, mitigation, response and recovery. While the composition and functions of the Recovery Task Force are still in development. Once established, she expects the group will be meeting regularly. I have absolutely no doubt that task force will have a profound influence on the recovery process going forward. Uh, Of course, recovery following any emergency or any disaster is not the responsibility of a single group, but involves everyone and all aspects of society. It is certainly a very positive step to have a group of people looking ahead at the likely challenges in a very strategic way. So we welcome the decision to establish a recovery task force. The initial meeting took place on November 16th. The power company and its regulator have launched new studies to determine a fair price for local solar. The value of solar study being carried out by Offreg will assist in determining the rate to be paid for consumers' commercial and residential power generation. Executive Director of Energy Greg Anderson tells Radio Cayman this will provide greater certainty for customers who are planning to invest in rooftop solar voltaic systems. Offreg's two approved renewable energy programs are designed to provide continuing opportunities for customers to install rooftop solar systems. However, there are a lot of issues at play in terms of essential costs to maintain and protect the local grid's reliability and stability. These include determining an appropriate cost of service for utilities, the rate at which solar customers are credited, and, quote, utility concerns about the potential of losing revenue. We're very excited about this study because it's critical to understand the costs and benefits of solar so that our energy policy is based on an accurate perception of the value of solar energy. Offreg acknowledges that rooftop solar electricity generation is an integral part of the national energy policy, energy transition goals, and has taken the necessary steps to support strong solar growth. Caribbean Utilities Company is also doing a study to analyze the impact of fuel efficiency on its existing generating engines. If additional distributed generation renewable energy is connected to the grid before the 20-megawatt battery energy storage system project is complete in 2023. The two studies are expected to be wrapped up by the end of November. And what is the plan for once those studies are completed? Radio Cayman's Paula Cal has more on that. Once both parties have reviewed the data, they will announce the new consumer-owned renewable energy and distributed energy resource programs. At that time, CUC and OFREG will update the public regarding the plans for upcoming distributed generation renewable energy solar programs in early 2023. 
Both parties have agreed that there will be a two-week notice period prior to the introduction of any new program. The core and DER programs allow customers to connect small-scale solar systems or wind turbines to CUC's distribution system, which reduces their monthly energy bills by generating their own electricity while remaining connected to the grid. In 2020, CUC announced that the core program was full. In 2021, Offreg approved the allocation of an additional 3 megawatts capacity, which has also since been fully allocated. Customers are reminded that they should be cautious when ordering new solar systems and to, quote, remain patient until a new structure and payment guarantees are in place. Currently, some solar installers are selling solar to customers without having access to a program which has been approved by the regulator and the grid owner. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paul Akal. A change for overseas musicians, bands, entertainers and the like headed to Cayman for a performance. Instead of getting a visitor's work visa, they will now have to apply for a temporary work permit through Workforce Opportunities Residency Cayman. Part of the process includes obtaining a valid police clearance. Applications should be submitted at least 14 days before the attended date of arrival in the islands. If you have questions, contact Works Customer Care. The number is 1-800-534-9672 or you can call 945-9672. You can also email questions to work, that is W-O-R-C, at gov.ky. A packed line center this morning as people turned out for the registration of this year's National Community Enhancement Program, known as NICE. The program allows unemployed Caymanians and their spouses to volunteer for the program and receive a stipend for their efforts. This year's NICE initiative begins the 28th of November and lasts for three weeks. This Thursday, catch a special performance of the Sing Rays as the Cayman Arts Festival hosts music at the library. This versatile group enjoy performing an eclectic mix of repertoire from madrigals and chamber music to classic rock, jazz standards, pop and modern music. CAF's Marius Gaina tells Radio Cayman the a cappella group was created back in 2008. The show starts at 6 p.m. on Thursday. For more info and to purchase or reserve tickets, email inquiries at caymanartsfestival.com or call 922-5550. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings. In sports, Offreg, supported by the Cayman Islands government, negotiates a deal with internet and cable TV provider Logic to provide 22 FIFA World Cup games free-to-air on CIGTV channels, including on C3 and Flow. Logic has the exclusive commercial rights to broadcast the World Cup in the Cayman Islands, and their agreement to provide free access to these 22 games, including the final on CIGTV, provides the opportunity for football fans who are not Logic customers to watch the World Cup. Deputy Premier the Honorable Chris Saunders expressed appreciation to the management at Offreg for approaching Logic and facilitating the discussions that resulted in this historic win for football fans in the Cayman Islands. The free-to-air games can be watched on Logic's over-the-air CIGTV broadcast channel, and all 64 World Cup games are on Logic channels 500 and 501. Flow channel 106 and C3 channel 3 will also show the 22 free-to-air games. A thriller as St. Ignatius Catholic and Georgetown Primary close out the regular season. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Sollins reports. 
The 2022 CUC Primary Football League regular season concluded this past Saturday, November 19th, with a number of schools playing for final places in the standings and the chance to play in the Champions Cup. In Group A, Georgetown Primary made the short trip up the road to St. Ignatius Catholic, with a place in the Champions Cup still up for grabs. First on the field were the under-9s, and unfortunately for the second week in a row, Georgetown was only able to field six players due to illness. Unable to cope due to the lack of numbers, Georgetown was lost, with the game losing 5-1, with St. Ignatius Eli Colony scoring a double in the 13th and 24th minutes. Jaden Mwangi scored a goal in the 15th minute and Gage Murphy in the 30th minute. The fifth goal was an own goal. Georgetown's sole strike was off the boot of Javari McField in the 8th minute. In the under-11 game and with both teams at full strength, conditions were ripe for an old-fashioned battle. On a very bumpy, slick, playing grass surface, both teams found the early going difficult as they did their best to control proceedings. Chances at goals were few throughout the game but those on scene say the tackling was certainly a joy to watch as both sets of defenders and midfielders flew into the challenges with grit and determination getting the ball first and fair in the majority of occasions. In the 13th minute, St. Ignatius's Amika Adumque broke the deadlock as he ran onto a through ball before slotting home what would be the eventual winner. Georgetown Primary's proud history of never giving up kept their team going as they searched for that elusive equalizer, but it wasn't to be as St. Ignatius Catholic held on to win the game 1-0. In other scores from Group A, it was Joanna Clark Primary 1 versus Sir John A. Cumber Primary 1 under 9, Joanna Clark Primary 1 versus Sir John A. Cumber Primary 2 under 11, and Cayman Prep 9B and 11B were awarded the points as Truth for Youth were unable to field any teams due to illness. In Group B, it was Red Bay Primary 0 versus Prospect Primary 0 under 9, Red Bay Primary 4 versus Prospect Primary 0 under 11, Theoline L. McCoy Primary 0 versus Northeast Schools 4 under 11, and Triple C 2 versus Cayman Brack 4 under 11. In the CUC Girls Primary Football League, Georgetown Primary drew 0 0, with Cayman International School Triple C downed Joanna Clark Primary 4 0, and St. Ignatius Catholic and Sir John A. Cumber Primary settled for a 1 1 draw. For Radio Cayman Sports, I'm Felicia Rankin Solins. Our thanks to CUC's Neil Murray for keeping us up to date on the latest in the league. He adds the 2022 CUC GPFL regular season continues this Saturday, November 26th, while the 2022 CUC PFL playoffs begin with the under 9 and under 11 Consolation and Champions Cups quarterfinals. The CUC GPFL playoffs kick off on Saturday, December 3rd. All remaining GPFL regular season and CUC PFL playoff games will be played at the Annex Field beginning at 9 a.m. You can view KmanYouthFootball.ky for the full schedule, scores, and standings. Whether you choose to walk, waddle, or run, the annual Meals on Wheels Turkey Trot is for everyone. Radio Kman's Carsley Fuller has more. The team at Meals on Wheels believe there is no easier way to get back to the community and enjoy a fun morning with family, friends, and colleagues and neighbors. This event is for everyone from the serious runner to the family looking to be more active together or someone just looking to get a jump start on their fitness goals. Meals on Wheels continues to serve the community by delivering hot lunchtime meals to more than 300 seniors. 
The general manager says as the global crisis rises, so does the demand for local services, with more and more seniors being referred each day. Funds are needed to ensure that Meals on Wheels is able to sustain its services to vulnerable seniors. The goal is $44,000, which will fund seniors' meals for one month. Registration is open for the 7th Annual Meals on Wheels Turkey Trot Fundraising Walk Run, which is taking place on the 26th at 6 a.m. Start and finish is at Grand Old House. For more information or to register, you can head to mealsonwheels.ky or Cayman Active. Registration includes a Meals on Wheels t-shirt, finishers, medals, entry into the event raffle for a variety of amazing spot prizes as well, and trophies and prizes for the top finishers by age category. Again, for more information, you can head to mealsonwheels.ky or you can email info at mealsonwheels.ky. Reporting for Radio Cayman Sports, I'm Carsley Fuller. That is your local sports on this Monday. From Radio Cayman's newsroom, I'm April Cummings.